What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Fast and Flow podcast. I'm Fast and Flow, otherwise known as Katherine Kelly, your running bestie. And I'm also a certified personal trainer. And I wanted to throw that in because in this episode, I'm going to talk about how to structure a running training plan. But I'm actually going to go into the science and the physical reasons for certain types of training runs and why they're important for your body to make the adaptations that it needs to be able to hit your goal pace. Before we get into the episode though, I wanted to do a little life update. So this morning I ran, I did the longest run that I've done in a while. It was a 16 mile run. And right when I got out there, I was kind of feeling a little shaky. Like my legs just felt really tight, really sore. My head felt kind of tired. Like my body just felt tired. Even though I had slept for seven hours, I just don't think it was enough to make up for the fact that I had only been sleeping like six hours the remainder of the week. And sleep is something I really have to work on. Like it is the health and wellness thing that I'm the worst at doing. Part of this is because I'm a night owl, but also, you know, I I want to slash have to wake up early to get all my stuff done in a day. But the other part of it is I just don't really value sleep enough. I think I can kind of, I think I've always had the mindset that I can just kind of train and perform at my optimal level without the proper sleep and without the proper recovery. And it's really been coming to light for me that that is just not the case. I think before I just didn't know what my maximum level was. And now I'm like really interested in figuring out what is my maximum athletic level? Like how fast can I run a half marathon, a marathon, a mile, a 5k, a 10k? I'm interested in actually hitting my max. And in order to do that, recovery is arguably more important than the actual workout because the only way your body can make the adaptations is during recovery. So even if you do a really hard workout, whether that's a run or or a strength session, if you don't properly recover, your body actually cannot make the adaptations from the work that you just did. Anyway, so I had my 16 mile run this morning and it was the hardest run I have done in a long, long time. My pace was like 10.08. So 10 minutes and eight seconds per mile, which you would be like, oh, that was probably a super slow, super fun pace. Nope. My legs literally wouldn't respond. They wouldn't move. I was just thinking it's a mental win for me. The fact that I mentally made it through 16 grueling miles when I just felt like my body wasn't working. It was so frustrating. I did it. It's Saturday morning, right? Well, it's Saturday afternoon right now, but it was Saturday morning when I did the run. I woke up early and I was meeting up with a new run club that I was going to try out because my run club actually does Saturday runs at 8 a.m. And that's just a little too early early for me. So this other run club did 9 a.m. runs. And I was like, okay, like, let me try it out. But I really was just like mentally and physically not in a good spot. Even as I was jogging over to the meetup, I just kept thinking like, oh, do I really want to do this? A, do I even want to run right now? And B, do I want to try to go like meet new people right now and socialize? And I was just like, whatever, let's just push through it. It's going to be okay. So I got to the meetup and we started the run and we got like two miles in and I was just like, this is not going to work for me. I just was in my head because I think for me, it's really difficult when I meet a lot of new people at once. I have a hard time like branching out and introducing myself even though I'm a really social person. So I was just getting frustrated with myself that I wasn't like reaching out and like engaging and talking to people. And then I'm also in my head on the other side, just being like, you're so tired. Like, can you even make it through this run? And 
just like a bunch of compounding factors. I just decided to peel away and just try to do the run on my own. But the issue with that was I didn't have earphones because I was planning on running with this run club for the whole time. So basically I peeled off from them at four miles. And then for the next 12 miles, I had to listen to myself, (laughs) get down on myself, beat myself up, just like, oh, so, so bad in my mind. But I was like, you know what? You just need to finish this. I know you're getting stronger mentally and physically, but mostly mentally. You're getting so strong from being out here without earphones. Your body is super tired, super sore. Like this is a familiar feeling when you do race. And if I can't get through it now, how am I supposed to get through it in a race? So I just had to prove to myself that I could do it. Even if I had to slow my pace way down, I was still going to finish the 16 miles and I got it done. And I am proud that I got it done. I'm really proud that I got it done. I knew in my heart of hearts, if I cut that run short, I was going to be disappointed in myself. So I'm really proud of myself for pushing through. And that's on the mental aspect of running. Like I do think that's come with age. When I was younger, I used to just call it quits if I was struggling that much. But now I really do pride myself on pushing through, you know, not if I'm injured, but I wasn't injured. I was just sore and tired and I was like this is a familiar feeling that I'm going to encounter more and more during races and I've encountered it before and you know so I need to practice pushing through now I also think when you have runs like that it's really good to check in with yourself after and dissect kind of what you did leading up to the run and where you could make tweaks so for example (laughs) I said I just have not been sleeping enough that's a major change that I need to make just in my life in general if I actually want to be performing at my highest level possible but then the second thing was I was very sore and very tight and I do a pretty hard speed workout on Thursday nights and then on Friday I historically haven't been working out but I think I might want to add in a low impact bike just to flush out my legs because I think I could have avoided some of the tightness and soreness that I was feeling this morning um, rather than just like sitting around all day on Friday so Just from a training standpoint, I think that would have helped a lot as well. But then the second big update is I went wedding dress shopping today, which literally sounds crazy to say. I feel like I still feel like I'm like 18 years old. I'm like, what am I doing in Kleinfeld? But my mom made an appointment at Kleinfeld's and it is a production in there. Like when we walked in there, it was just this huge waiting room with so many people. And then they call you in and you get assigned to like a consultant basically that helps you and our consultant ala was literally 12 out of 10 she was amazing i love her so much it was actually a really enjoyable experience i feel like i went into it thinking that it was going to be really stressful or it was going to take me so long to find a dress but i have my top two dresses in my mind that i tried out today and i feel like it's going to be one of those two like and i was literally there for 90 minutes so Yeah, I don't know if I just went in with a really strong aesthetic about what I was looking for and a really strong like kind of like stylistic design. I'd obviously gone on Pinterest um, in the beginning, but then I also went on the Kleinfeld website and was just going through all their different designers and like favoriting the dresses I liked. And even Ala said that I came in with like a very strong sense of style and what I wanted. So she was like, you're an ideal client. So that made me feel really good and made me start to get really excited and yeah, for next year. So yeah, those are the life updates and let's jump into the episode now. How to structure a training plan. So when I say training plan, I'm specifically referring to a running training plan, which I think most of you probably already knew. 
I am coming at it from the lens of a half marathon and marathon training plan, just because that's what I have the most um, experience with. But I do think that this construct can be applied to like literally any distance. So I think it's relevant. I think it can be really overwhelming when you're new to running or even if you're not new to running, but you've had some experience running and now you're actually trying to prep for a race. It can be a little overwhelming trying to either look up training plans online or try to figure out what other people on TikTok or Instagram are doing for their training plans. And if you're not part of a run club, um, it's also really hard because I have the benefit of, you know, I live in New York City. There's so many run clubs. So I just follow my run club structured training plan, which kind of removes all of the thought that I have to put into structuring the training plan. But through that, I've learned a lot about how to actually simplify the construct of the training plan in order to get you to your goal pace. So I'm going to break it down for you, a weekly training plan, and then basically tell you all of the different types of runs that you're going to do during the week and why those specific runs are useful. I want to start off with a few things just to clear the air. And one is that your training plan is going to depend on what your goal is. So there's a difference between running a race and racing a race. If you're just looking to run a marathon, for example, you don't necessarily need to be doing speed work. If you're okay with the pace that you're going, you just have to make sure you get your mileage to the point that it needs to be so you know that you can go the distance. However, if you're trying to race a marathon, you are going to be adding in speed work. So I think you have to get really clear on what your goal is, whether it's just to finish the race or to actually hit a certain time. The second thing I want to say is if you have not been running consecutively for at least two to three months before jumping into a training plan, I would highly consider not doing a training plan, pushing your race out a couple months and just running to build a base. Basically what I mean when I say this is you just start stacking up. Say you've, you just started running. I would start running three times a week and just start getting your body used to running before you try to throw in any types of crazy speed work or crazy distance or like very specific workouts. Building a base just means you are getting your body used to running so that you build the correct strength that you need um, and you just get your body used to running so that when you jump into the speed work and the long runs, you don't get injured. All right, so now that we've got that out of the way, I'm basically gonna talk through two training plans. Training plan one is you're running three times a week and training plan two is you're running five times a week. And I'm going to make this as simple as possible. So the main three types of runs you're going to do in your week is your long run, your easy run, and your speed work. If you're running three days a week, I would probably say you're going to do one long run, one easy run, and two speed work. Whereas if you're running five days a week, you're going to do the one long run, but then two easy runs and two speed work. I think that construct really allows me at least to simplify it in my mind. To illustrate this, I'm just going to take you through literally exactly what I did last week because it was kind of like an exemplary week of how my training split actually is. So Monday, I started off with six easy miles. They, these are my recovery miles. Like Monday are the easiest miles that I'll run. So normally that'll be around like 10 minute per mile pace. Recovery runs are important for a few reasons. The main reasons I do them is it really helps with my muscle soreness. So obviously when you're sitting down, your blood isn't really circulating as much as, much as it could be. So when you get up and you start running... You start circulating your blood again. Make sure all of your muscles are getting the oxygen and the blood that they need. 
And then the second thing is you really can like mentally let go. I think that's one of the top benefits for me of just recovery runs or easy runs in general is that I just don't really have to think about it. I can kind of shut my brain off. I can vibe out, just really enjoy it without feeling so stressed out. And then the last thing is you can really focus on your running form and efficiency. So if, again, you're someone who's getting into running, like slowing the run down so you don't have to worry so much about the pace that you're running, you can really concentrate on like making sure that your feet are landing under you and you're not overstriding, like making sure that you're keeping your chin and your head up and just like really concentrate on your form. So I think that's kind of the three main benefits to me of recovery running. Recovery running is funny because it's not actually like going to help you speed up the muscle repair. The only thing that can do that is sleep and protein, like eating protein. So you're not actually repairing your muscles, but you are circulating the blood throughout your body, the oxygenated blood, which can really help you feel less sore. And so I think that is a main benefit for me. And then plus, I also run with my friend on Mondays and it's just super fun and social and, you know, it's just like the fun side of running. So we love that. Then Tuesday. So Tuesday, I did a five mile tempo run. So when I do my speed works, I always sandwich the run. So a tempo run is a type of speed work. So I'll do a warm up and then the tempo, which is the fast miles and then a cool down. So the exact thing I did, I think, was three mile warm up five miles at tempo, which for me was about a 740 pace that day and then a two mile cool down. So that whole workout for me is 10 miles. That's a pretty rigorous day. So what is a tempo run? A tempo run is a run that's done at your lactate threshold. Basically what that means is your body is producing lactic acid and removing lactic acid at a one-to-one ratio. So you're just on the verge of the top capability of your aerobic fitness. Let me just go into a mini science lesson for a second, but basically there are two types of cellular respiration that happen in your body. There's aerobic, which is think air with oxygen. And then there's anaerobic, which is without oxygen. Both of these systems are producing energy. However, one is doing it, the aerobic system is doing it in the presence of oxygen and the anaerobic system is doing it without the presence of oxygen. Food. Carbohydrates are digested most easily into glucose, which is why you'll hear people say that runners need a lot of carbs because carbs are easiest to break down by your body into glucose to actually use for energy. The oxygen and the glucose combine to create this energy called ATP, um, which is the molecule that your body can actually use to produce energy. So The mitochondria in your cells, which is, you know, that's like the powerhouse of the cell, they are the ones that are actually producing the ATP. So you want really strong mitochondria and you want a lot of mitochondria because the stronger and denser your mitochondria are in your muscle cells, the more easily they're going to be able to actually take that oxygen and that glucose and break it down to keep producing the energy that you need to run. And through running, especially through endurance running, you can actually strengthen and multiply your mitochondria, which is amazing. That's one of the biggest benefits of endurance running. Then we have anaerobic respiration. So basically what happens is there is no oxygen, but you still need to use the glucose to produce energy. What happens though is we do produce ATP, but there's a byproduct 
called lactic acid. So when we have no oxygen, we still produce the energy, but along with the energy, we produce something called lactic acid. I think we've all heard this before. And basically that's this like lactic acid buildup that happens in your muscles and you start to get like that burning sensation. You feel like you can't go anymore. If you've ever done a really hard effort or sprinted at your max capacity um, or raced really hard, you know exactly what I'm talking about when you start to feel that lactic acid and it's an exponential growth curve. So that's why I'm talking about this tempo run done at your lactate threshold. You're, you're training right at the threshold before your body starts overproducing lactic acid. So you're training at your aerobic threshold. Imagine there's a fine line between where you're able to use oxygen for energy and then all of a sudden you start you know, running too fast, your heart rate gets too high and you can no longer get enough oxygen to produce energy. So you cross over into this anaerobic respiration where now you start producing lactic acid. So it's, a, it's this very fine line. And your tempo run, you want to be training right at that line because the idea is you keep pushing your ability to run faster and faster while you're still using oxygen to produce energy. That's the whole point of the tempo run. A rule of thumb for this is you don't want to be able to be easily talking, but you also don't want to not be able to talk at all. So if you can get out like a seven word sentence at a time, that's typically the sweet spot for where you want to be running on a tempo run. And this pace is obviously going to change day to day. It's going to change, um, based on how hilly your course is. So if it's super hilly, you're going to have to run slower, but it's more of a perceived effort and you kind of just have to really practice it and start tapping into your body and getting in tune with like that feeling of, okay, it's this comfortably hard effort, but you're not like sprinting and you can't talk at all. All right. So tempo run is done on Tuesday. Now let's go to Wednesday. Wednesday is my easy miles. So as you've seen, Monday was easy, then Tuesday is hard. Now Wednesday, we're going back to easy. You always alternate back and forth because if you stack up too many hard runs in a row, you're not going to give your body enough rest time to actually make the adaptations that it needs to from that run. So my Wednesday easy miles, again, I like to do them to, you know, promote that circulation, make sure that I'm kind of getting all that soreness and tiredness out of my body. But the reason that easy runs are very important is because they really work your slow twitch muscle fibers. And as I was saying before, we want to work these slow twitch muscle fibers because we want the mitochondria in the cells of these muscle fibers to be as strong and as many as possible. Because the more mitochondria they are and the stronger they are, your body's able to actually produce energy so much more efficiently in the presence of oxygen, right? That's what we want. So we want to be able to breathe oxygen into our lungs as efficiently as possible. We want to have our heart pump that oxygenated blood all throughout our body, get into our muscle cells, our muscles absorb them, and then the mitochondria uses that oxygen to produce ATP. We want that system to be as smooth and as solid as possible. And so the more endurance running we do, the better we're going to be at being able to use oxygen to produce energy, which is literally the gold standard in running. And then again, easy runs are just super fun. They're super social. You can run with a friend, chat with a friend. Like These runs should feel easy. They need to be easy. If you're going hard, I went ham in my tempo run on Tuesday, which means I actually need to go easy on my easy run on Wednesday. There's just no other option or I definitely won't be making it to the next speed work 
on Thursday. But it's an easy effort, so it probably feels like a 5 out of 10 perceived exertion, whereas a recovery run might feel like a 3 out of 10, and a tempo run might feel like a 7 verging on 8 at the end out of 10. All right, Wednesday easy run is done. Let's go to Thursday. So last Thursday, I did 6 by 800 meters on the track with two-minute rest in between, which was a jogging rest. So I never stopped running during this run. But again, even though this is my hard run day, I'm padding the hard run with easy warm-up and easy cool-down. So you always sandwich those hard runs. You never want to jump right into it. So again, I probably did something like a three-mile warm-up, and then I did the six-by-800s with the two-minute rest in between, and then I think I did a two-mile cool-down. So again, this was like 10 miles on the day, but not all of those miles were super fast. Only half of them were fast. So this is always my interval run day. Thursday is my interval run. So the, the two speed works of the week, there's normally one tempo or one super long interval like it might be two by two mile repeats and then one short interval day so tuesday's a long interval day thursday's a short interval day the reason short intervals are important is because you're going above your aerobic threshold so whereas this whereas the tempo run you're kind of trying to stay just under or just at it for the short intervals you're going above it like you're going well into anaerobic training right and so this is really important because you're working your fast twitch muscle fibers right like think of those fibers that are like the strength the power the speed those are different than the endurance which is the slow twitch muscle fibers so you want to make sure you're working both that's what the speed work does the short intervals like these this is how you're actually going to get faster because the intention behind this is say you want to run a six minute mile but you currently can't run a six-minute mile. But what you can do is you can hold a six-minute mile pace for two minutes at a time. So instead of being able to run that mile all at once, what you're going to do is you're going to run, just say you run that pace for two minutes, then you take a one-minute break, and then you do that again, and then a one-minute break, and then again, and then a one-minute break, right? So now you've actually completed a mile at that six-minute pace, but because you were able to break it up, you could actually achieve it. And then over time, you're going to actually be able to run that six-minute mile all at once. So that's why this type of training is really important. And then let's go to the last run of the week, which is the infamous long run, baby. I say infamous, but I actually really love long runs. I'm just a little salty for my long run this morning because me and her did not get along. But actually, long runs are probably my favorite run of the week. I love them. I am an endurance athlete at heart. I think it's pretty obvious why these runs are important, right? Like you need to get your body used to going the distance, especially if you're racing something like a half marathon or marathon. You need to actually be able to run for that length of time, right? So that's what these long runs are practicing, both physically and mentally. Like mentally, it's really tough when you're out there by yourself for 16 miles. So the long runs, in my opinion, are just as important mentally as they are physically. I actually personally like to do these runs alone or potentially meet up with a friend for, you know, half of the time. But I really value doing these runs alone, A, because it's relaxing to me and B, because it builds my mental stamina. So if I'm training for a marathon, let's say I'm training for a marathon and I'm training for a marathon at an eight minute pace. 
I will not run my long runs at an eight minute pace. I will run my long runs maybe at a nine minute pace. Especially when your long runs start getting super long, you don't want to put unnecessary stress on your body, especially after an entire week of training and then you're going on this really long run and then you're trying to do it all again the next week. Like you cannot be running your long runs at race pace because you're just going to get burnt out and that's actually going to be counterintuitive. So what you can do is you can put some marathon pace or half marathon pace miles either in the middle of your run. So let's say we're going for 14 miles. You could do five miles at marathon pace within that run or you could end fast. So what I've been doing is I've been trying to end the last three miles at my half marathon pace so that my body can get used to that kick that I'm going to need at the end of the race. And again, this is just building confidence that even after I've been on my feet running for so long, I can still find it in me to recruit those muscle fibers and kick at the end. And then obviously all of the benefits that I mentioned during your easy runs where you're improving the strength and density of your mitochondria, you're improving your ability to breathe properly, take in oxygen into your lungs, have your heart pump all of that oxygen throughout your body, and then also remove the waste from your muscle cells. That is all happening during the long run, and it's happening over a long period of time. So these runs are super important. So just to recap, basically there's three categories of runs, your long run, your easy run, and your speed work. If you're training three days a week, you're going to do one of each of those runs. If you're training five days a week, you're going to do one long run, two easy runs, and two speed works. The way I differentiate my speed work personally is I do one long interval day and then one short interval day. The long interval day is when I'm hitting that tempo threshold, that lactate threshold. And then the short interval day is where I'm going above that, purposely going into the anaerobic territory so that I can actually train my fast twitch muscle fibers. I hope this construct helped simplify it for you because I think I'm always asked on Instagram, where can I get a training plan? And to that, I will say, Um, If you're not part of a run club, that would be my number one suggestion is joining a run club because you actually do get to learn from people who are so much smarter and more experienced than you at running and have training plans basically built in for you. But if not, I have really liked Hal Higdon, um, H-A-L-H-I-G-D-O-N. If you go on their website, they have training plans for all different types of runners. And I was scrolling through them and I really liked the way they were set up because they were pretty simple. And you can see if you're a beginner intermediate runner, it actually doesn't really add in any speed work for half marathon or marathon training. It just plays with the different lengths of the runs. But then when you, once you get into the advanced territory, that's when it starts adding the speed work in. So I also just want to say like it truly truly depends like everything that I've just said I think is catered towards you at least being an intermediate runner because if you're just a beginner runner I really would say just concentrate on doing all of your runs easy because it's not going to feel easy to you what the challenge is going to be is actually just getting the mileage done so say you're trying to run 25 miles in a week that's just going to feel difficult to you because you're not used to running that much so you really have to assess where you're at and then kind of build upon that as you're ready because you do not want to get injured that is the one thing you don't want to do you don't want to go too hard too fast and get injured because nobody wants that 
Hopefully this simplified the training plan for you guys. Let me know if this was helpful. I feel like this is actually just simplified in my mind when I think about it this way. So drop me a DM if this was helpful. If you liked it, give me a five-star rating and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you haven't already, thank you so much to everyone who's already reviewed me. It literally means so much. I actually can't believe that so many people already have. And I just also want to leave you with the fact that running is meant to be fun it's meant to be additive to your life this is a reminder that I need today my life is not just running I'm so much more than that so please remember to have fun it's so important to have goals and it's so rewarding to work towards your goals and reach your goals but at the end of the day being able to move your body is truly a blessing and I have to bring myself back to that moment of gratitude every single morning I think I write it in my journal like just being able to move my body today is such a freaking blessing so I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next one. Bye.